some of the things that I try to tell people to deal with, you know, their depression is that, you know, you have to, because depression is all, it's all mental. It's mental, all in yeah. your head. Mm-hmm. So it starts, it starts in your mind. So whatever you're thinking about, that's going to control how you behave in the world. And so one of the things that I always tell people to try and do for themselves to kind of help themselves, you need to meditate, you know, you have to meditate it's in, in the morning. If you meditate and kind of focus your mind the rest of your day, you won't have those depressive thoughts and those depressive feelings. Um, a lot of times in a black community, what they tell us to do, of course, is go to church, <laughs> you know, go to church. <laughs> Listen, yeah. and, I, and I love the Lord, man. I love God. There's <laughs> more yeah. than that answer. Yeah. They yeah. tell us to go to church, you know, and everything is going to be all right when you go to church. Go yeah, exactly. Good. Whole you know, time the, the pastor the, the suffering from depression and anxiety and all this yeah. other stuff. Boy, you, you yeah. said a bar then, boy. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Got your uh, vino today? Nah, man, it's a little too early. I'm, I'm gonna have that for the second episode today. <laughs> oh, okay, man. that's a bit. All right, all right, we good. Let's get it. All right. Hey, what's happening, family? Uh, my name is Tyler, and it's Daryl checking in with you. And this is Uncharted Mind, the podcast about life, health, and wealth. All right, so today, man, we got a good episode for y'all. Baby. Um, you know, health, man. There, there's more than just the physical aspect, right? There's mental, there's spiritual. Um, but today we're gonna hone in on the mental, right? Um, we got a guest. We brought a guest on, somebody that we went, we went to school with, um, you know, graduated. I think she graduated, what, a year before us? 11. Yeah, yeah. So 2011, we graduated 2012. Um, you know, she has studied. Well, actually, I'm not even going to get too much into her bio. <laughs> I'm going to let her talk about it. Um, but it's dope, man. It's dope. It's going to be a dope episode. And strap in, man. Y'all going to learn a lot, man. Y'all going to learn a lot in this episode. So... All right, go ahead and introduce yourself to the people. Give us your name, where you from, uh, where you went to college, and all that. Okay. So, hi, um, my name is Elizabeth Frazier. Um, I'm from Swainsboro, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the city. Home team. Small little country town. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I grew up in the, you know, project housing in Swainsboro all my life um, until I decided, you know, one day to move to Atlanta. So, Right now, I currently live in Atlanta. Um, I love it here. I graduated from Georgia State University with uh, my bachelor's in psychology. And then I went to um, Capella University to do my graduate um, degree. So I have my master's of science in clinical mental health counseling. And um, yeah, that's, that's just a little bit about, you know, where I'm from. And currently I work as a mental health therapist uh right here in Atlanta servicing clients and so that's just my little backstory okay okay so what made you decide to go into uh mental health so when I was a child I used I used to always kind of wonder about the way like the reasoning behind why people behave the way that they did yeah and really for me it was just kind of seeing my mom so when I was a child, you know, she would, you know, do certain things. She would say certain things. 
Um, and then, you know, from a little girl, I was like, you know what? I want to I want to know why do people act the way that they do? Like, why do mm-hmm. they behave the way that they do? And so when I was a child, I always knew I either wanted to do one or two things. It was going to be in the mental health field or it was mm-hmm. going to be a lawyer. So okay. it was going to be one of those two things. Mm-hmm. I chose uh, therapy. I chose psychology. And so, you know, because I just want to study human behavior and I wanted to know why did my mom act the way that she did? And and I figured out why once I uh you know, became knowledgeable in, in the, you know, psychiatric psychology field. Okay. Mm-hmm. So talk real quick. So I got a question. So there's uh like a mental health uh, counselor or specialist. Then you have a psychologist. I think those are two different fields. So I kind of know the difference, but can you explain? Like, I think one is the counselor is more like uh, like your day-to-day, you know, issues type thing that you can talk to, sit down and talk to someone about. But the actual psychologist side of it is like studying, like doing like research type thing. You know what I'm saying? Is that correct? Or? Yeah. So uh, some of what you're saying is correct. So you have different type of um, fields, you know, in the field of psychology. So you have therapists, which is what I am. And the only thing that you, you know, have to have in order to be a therapist is a master's degree and you have to be licensed in the state of whatever state that you're in. Psychologists, those individuals, they have to, of course, get a doctorate degree. Mm-hmm. So in order to be a, psych- a psychologist, you have to have a doctorate degree. And then um, you do, it's sort of the same thing as a therapist mm-hmm. um, because you both are doing the same thing. It's just that one has a doctorate and then one just has a master's. And then when you go into a psychiatrist, those individuals are the individuals that are had had to have attend medical school. So you have to go through medical school and those are the people that can actually write prescriptions for a client. Mm, And so a therapist and a psychologist, they're somewhat the same. They both Mm. can diagnose a person. I can diagnose a person. A psychologist can diagnose a person. Mm. The only thing that we can't do that a psychiatrist can do is actually write a prescription for a person. Mm. Oh, okay. So okay. it's more a medical side with the psychiatrist. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. It's more medical. Yep. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. You, oh, and mm-hmm. I, I, <laughs> I got these questions back to back. But last one for me. Um, do you aspire to, you know, maybe go up to that next level? Oh yes, I'm always trying to go. I'm always okay. going to go to the top. <laughs> you know, if I'm gonna do yeah. something, I'm gonna do it all the way until I can't get no higher degree. So, I got you. um, yeah. So yeah, I'm currently trying to, uh, get into medical school, you know, to go ahead. I'm not going to go to be a psychologist because I can do the same thing as a, as a psychologist can do right mm-hmm. now. So there's really no need for me to do it unless I'm wanting to do like some type of research or teach at some college or something. Mm-hmm. But, um, I am trying to go ahead and get into medical school to be a psychiatrist. Yes. Okay. Okay. All I right. Keep That's dope, man. Separated because they they all sign the same. Hey, and, and I'm I'm gonna mess it up. So hey, make sure you uh just kind of yeah, correct, correct me as, as we yeah. going through it. All right. Yeah. yeah. All right. So listen, I you know we this show man we we push wealth heavy uh and we are kinda anti college unless you have a profession like you know something in the, the medical field, yeah. you know, lawyers, you know something some type of professional that you yeah. you know you need college for, right? So um, I do want to, you know, salute you for, for going to college for something that you can actually, you know, use it directly after. So yeah, shout out to you for that. Mm-hmm. All right. So I, mean, I was talking to Dara off camera about, well, I guess on camera, but off recording about this. Um, I ran across some stats. 
And I had to kind of read through them twice. I had to get them sourced two to three different times. And they were kind of scary, man. Like, uh, first off, for those of you who don't know, uh, African-Americans, we make up about 12.5% of the U.S. population, right? Okay, so of that 12%, right? Well, not of the 12%. Of all of the homeless people in America, 40% of the homeless are Black Americans, right? And I'm leading all this into to a question, so no, just hold we, on. We should go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so, so 50% of the uh, prison population is Black, African-Americans, right? And then 45% of children who are in foster care are Black, right? So I wanted to read those stats off to y'all, and, and y'all can, um, you know, y'all can verify this information. I got it from uh, Columbia University, the Department of uh, Psychi- uh, Psychiatry. Um, but I wanted to read those stats off because... You know, it's crazy that, you know, in our in, in the black household, right, in, the, in, the, in our community, we don't take mental health as serious as we should because of all the stigmas around it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so these are some common misconceptions that I ran across, um, you know, in our community. Right. And you can kind of just kind of explain like your thought on each of these misconceptions. Just kind of give us, a, you know, your opinion on them. Uh, but one opinion is that therapy or professional mental health support is not for black people. Why do you think that is? Why do you think we think like that? Well, I think that we think like that because there's not, and I'll I'll say kind of in the past, because right now things are starting to change a little bit. Mm -hmm. But in the past, when you are looking for help, you know, with therapy, you don't really see any black people that, is therapist or is psychiatrist um you know i i until now you know i i kind of see a lot of people um you know starting to become therapists psychologists psychiatrists but mm-hmm. even now you know it's more of different races that are you know your therapists and stuff so if we don't see it it's sort of like it's not for us if, if you know we don't see you know a person uh representing us in that, you know, in that profession. So in school, they teach us that, you know, when, when you're becoming a therapist, you have to be like knowledgeable of all of the different cultures. Mm-hmm. Because just because I'm an African-American therapist doesn't mean that I won't have a client that may be from another um, ethnic background. So mm-hmm. in school, they teach us that you have to be culturally, you, you have to- Diverse. You know, culturally you have to be culturally diverse thank you in order to even you know be a therapist and hold a licensure so I think that that's the main reason that um black people you know that they say it's not for black people it actually is for black people it's for all people um Mm -hmm. even if you have a therapist from a different race if they're licensed they were already trained um you know to be culturally uh diverse in all areas and so and you know if you ask me and a person says you know they would rather you know, be counseled by a therapist that's within their same race, then I'll agree. Mm-hmm. Um, because nobody knows what black people endure besides black people. No, because we you that's know right. the you know things that we go through. And mm-hmm. so for me, I know that I may not be as as good for a, a Asian uh, person. I may not be the best person to provide therapy to them because some behaviors that may be acceptable for the black community, it may be taboo for them. You know, it may be something that they don't, you know, agree with. And so if you don't understand that, you can be very biased when you're trying to uh, provide therapy to 
a person that's not the same uh, culture as you. But I think that that's the main thing. It's just we don't see it. We we never saw it. We you know are starting to see more black people um, in this field, and so I think. And, and another thing is that you know most of the time when I was growing up, I always heard like people say, "Oh, you know, they crazy." You know, if you get some kind of yeah. if you got some kind of mental health issue, then you crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, they crazy. Yeah. They, they, but it's not true. You but know, everybody and, go through mental health issues, whether they. Aware yeah. of it or not, and <laughs> that's the yeah. crazy part. Yeah. Everybody, but you know, growing up in the black community, now that's some crazy people. That's what crazy, yeah. people. you know. So that's 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 the it's a misconception. Definitely, definitely. it's yeah. a big one. It's a well, big one. That actually kind of segues into our next uh, question on the topic or misconception thereof is that like people think that is only for like the severely ill, like mentally ill, you know, but. You know, kind of explain like that. You know, it's it's for everybody. Like everybody could use their help. You know, for from a therapist. You know, because we all deal with you know things that happen to us in life, whether mm-hmm. we deem it big or small. So, how, how do you feel on that? Yeah. So, um, yeah, people do have that misconception that you know only people that need therapy is those that those that are severely ill. Maybe those that you know experience hallucinations or hearing voices mm-hmm. or having mm-hmm. delusions. They may say you know oh those, but no, I'm regular. I don't need therapy. So <laughs> everybody, uh, like you said, I always say that everybody can be diagnosed with something. Yeah. Everybody can be diagnosed with something. That's whether it's you know o- OCD. Some people have OCD. Some people you know are depressed and stuff everybody can be diagnosed with something and so no therapy is definitely PTSD. yes ptsd mm-hmm. is very very uh it's, it's a very common disorder it's, it's, it's not just it's not just for uh war heroes man you no know, and it's not just for people from in the anywhere military. it's not definitely. just for people in the military definitely not but i think that that's definitely a misconception and it's just because people don't want to be seen they don't want to be deemed crazy or yeah. you know they don't want people to you know judge them based off of getting therapy which really is just not true everybody goes through situations every day in their daily lives and therapy is for everyone definitely and and that's why that's where i you know you know i have to give a hand up to uh you know some of these other races man because you know some of these cats man they they make it a part of their you know their lives growing up you know some of them have like family therapists Mm -hmm. you know i always saw you know saw it on movies and tv shows and stuff like that and wonder like Ain't y'all that crazy that y'all need a family therapist? That's that's wild. Like, no, you know what y'all going through? Prevent the crazy. If you exactly. Get ahead of it, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so, like, but then it needs to be, it needs to become more common. You know what I mean? It needs to, it needs to become a thing um, throughout all all cultures, not just black, not not just um, you know, those races that do it currently, but definitely in our in our culture. Um well so, real quick, right. real quick on that, Tyler. Uh this will be like a part two of that. How do we how do we drop that stigmatism in our community specifically, you know, from that? Like what, what can we do? What maybe you can do, you know, as you being the professional in the field to, you know, draw more awareness to that everyday person needs it, whether you, you know, on this side of the spectrum or at the bottom. Hey, and, and real quick, but before you answer that, Liz, before you answer that, I need, I need you to kind of, if you're comfortable with it, Talk about the conversation we had yesterday, how you was like, oh, that situation is kind of like, you know, minuscule. I don't think I need counseling for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know how you remember how we was talking yesterday? We was talking about, you know, the situation. And you ain't got to go into, you know, detail. Yeah, but yeah. it was just like, no, nah, I don't think, you know, that's a small situation. And then you realize from 
you know, two different sources, two different sources <laughs> told you the same thing. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I should think about therapy, bro. Yeah. Well, what it is, is like, you know, me and my mom, like, man, we, we love each other to death, but sometimes we kind of have these riffs in our relationship where, you know, we'll go through these little spots where we have disagreements, man. And But what it is, is like, we're so much like each other that when you have two people like that, they, they can easily bump heads and, you know, it's hard for each one of them to see where the other one's coming from. And uh, Tyler and someone else was telling me, you know what, maybe y'all need uh, therapy or uh, uh, counseling. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I was like, eh, man, it ain't, <laughs> it ain't that serious. You get what I'm saying? But it's just a fact that spoke to what we're talking about now, how us as black people may downplay it that you know we may feel like it's not significant but it really affects our day-to-day lives so you know that just kind of goes into what can we do now to make it more normalize it normalize it comfortable for black people to talk about mm-hmm. so yeah so i'm glad y'all asked that question because actually we are doing it now okay. starting this this podcast you know, things things like this you know podcast um, making more people aware of, you know, situations that go on in people's life and knowing that there's help out there. So like, this is a starting point. This podcast is, is a perfect example of what we can start doing to get it out in the black community. All of us are hey, black African-Americans. You just made us feel like we're doing something right now. <laughs> <laughs> Change your lives. Hey, yeah. Change your lives. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And then the situation with your mom, I just want to chime on that a little bit. So, yeah, you know what they saying, okay, yeah, I think you should, you know, go to counseling. It's that's very true. Like the situation with your mom, counsel, I think that counseling will be beneficial for y'all for you all. It's just because the counselor will be able to sort of y'all seem like y'all have maybe communication barriers that y'all yeah, are going mm-hmm. through. You know, that's, <laughs> that's what it, what it sounds Definitely. like to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so y'all don't know how to effectively communicate with each other. Mm-hmm. That counselor can come in and effectively effectively communicate for the both of and you know, can help you guys in that area. It's not that y'all going to counseling because something wrong with y'all. No, y'all just going to counseling to learn how to effectively communicate with each other mm-hmm. so your needs can get met. Exactly. Mm-hmm. See? That's dope. See, listen, okay. and it's crazy, it's crazy you said that because somebody told him those exact same words about effective communication. You know what I mean? And and, mm-hmm. and the lack thereof between him and his mom. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm glad you said that. That's crazy. Yeah. I was All actually right. two people, so yeah. It, but, exactly. You know. Okay. <laughs> All right. So let's get into the, the the third misconception, right? I hear this a lot, and people don't realize the amount of resources out there uh, that are specifically for people who are, um, you know, maybe not as fortunate, mm-hmm. less fortunate. You know what I mean? Not as financially stable, whatever. Um, but one of the common misconceptions is uh, therapy is too expensive, right? So can you talk about? Uh, ways people can go about you know getting that help um but maybe on either a lower um financial end of the spectrum or uh maybe a a free resource um of something you know about or maybe use some type of financial or like a um medical care or whatever that they currently have to you know what i mean to fund that that type of help yeah yeah so yeah therapy is not expensive therapy is only expensive if you want it to be um Mm -hmm. For example, all of my clients are individuals that they probably make, they probably, the only income they have is maybe seven or $800 every month. That's the only income they have. And they're wow. all, of their, all of them are my clients. 
Um, and no, therapy is not expensive because what, what most people don't know is that, let's just say if you have Medicaid insurance, you know, if you have Medicaid insurance, you know, all the people that's in Swainsboro right now that have Medicaid insurance, they can go to therapy for free. You don't have to pay anything. Mm, wow, okay. <laughs> your Medicaid pays for your therapy. I, so, I didn't think they would. I, I didn't know that. Yeah, they cover all of your therapy. Yeah, you don't have to pay anything. Mm, but yeah, Medicaid pays for all of your therapy, um, as well as if, you know, if you have Medicare for like older, you know, individuals that um, mm. have Medicare. Yeah, that pays for your therapy. Um, they have all different types. I mean, it's a ton of resources for people to pay for their therapy. Now, the only thing about in a you know a small community like Swainsboro, mm-hmm. you don't really have access to a lot of different resources down there. Yeah. And I haven't done my research down there um, with you know mental. Only the only thing that I know in Swainsboro is that they have this Ogichi you know behavioral health center that mm-hmm. kind of does the same thing as the facility that I work for. They they do this, some of the same things, mm-hmm. um, but I don't really know you know what type of insurances they take or what type of fees that are associated with that um because i haven't done my research but if you come to places you know other cities like the city of atlanta i mean we have they have so many different resources here where you'll never mm-hmm. have to really pay for a therapy session you just have to join you know different organizations have different um they, they will fund different yeah. things and therapy gotcha. is one of the things that they'll always you know fund they'll always fund that for people that are um, less fortunate or they may not be able to pay for it themselves, they'll fund that for you um, so that you can get the help, especially in the Black community. And, you know, also therapists, you know, people that provide therapy, they offer sliding scale fees. And mm-hmm. so just because you may not have, um, an, you know, enough money to pay for it, they'll, you know, have a sliding scale fee that you'll only pay maybe a few dollars a month and that's it to get your therapy. So it's not expensive at all. Okay. Okay. And also too, I'll add to that, like, uh, I think you know, with mental health, the awareness of it is on the rise. Uh, I've noticed too, like these different jobs and my job as well. Like they offer, um, like therapist, you know, type help. Um, I think it's through like the health app that we have as employees. So like, if you, if you want the help, it is, it's, it's there. Yeah. It's just you, us as a community man getting out of thinking that it's only for quote unquote crazy, crazy people yeah. you know what i'm saying that, that, that's the that's the biggest wall we gotta we gotta knock down i feel like you know because you know you could find fun if even if it was expensive you, you could find funding for the stuff that you want or think that you need you know what i'm saying so you know we we got we, we definitely can't use that as an excuse anymore no it's definitely not an excuse you're right yeah. mm-hmm. all right so let's get into the basics man because i we, we wanted this first episode to be you know the first episode we speak on mental health to be about one destigmatizing things that shouldn't be you know shouldn't be a stigma um and then uh two we wanted to kind of give like basic knowledge on some of the more common uh things that people are diagnosed with you know things that people deal with every day that they may not realize they have right so you know one of those things is uh anxiety all right so can we speak on that a little bit like what is anxiety because because i i had it i i, I have it it's not yeah. something that you i don't think it's something that you get rid of i think it's just something you learn to deal with yep. uh but i have it you know and you know through knowledge and research i've figured out a way to navigate my life around it mm-hmm. uh but what is anxiety and what are the symptoms symptoms associated with it yeah so anxiety is basically is it's like excessive worrying about something 
uh, it could be something or someone or about an event, or the event or something. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody experiences some type of anxiety every day. Um, but when you talk about diagnosing somebody with anxiety, they're experiencing anxiety that they just cannot control. Okay, so I'll just give you an example. Um, let's just say, for example, um, I'm anxious about this. I'm anxious about, uh, I'm claustrophobic. I'll just give that example. I'll just give, okay. I'll give an example of myself. I'm claustrophobic. I don't like to be in small areas because if I be in a small area, then my anxiety is going to, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to heighten. I'm going to be very, you know, uneasy, heart beating fast. I, you know, I just mm-hmm. can't, I can't help it. And so how can I control that? By not putting myself in situations where that's going to cause my claustrophobia to, you know, get out of hand. Mm-hmm. For people that suffer from anxiety and they're diagnosed with it, they're constantly experiencing this, this fear and this worry, and it can't be controlled. It won't stop. And mm-hmm. then um, some of the symptoms you have, you're, you're nervous, you're panicking, you're breathing heavy, you're sweating, you're trembling, you can't concentrate. Those are all symptoms, symptoms of anxiety. But in order to be diagnosed with anxiety, you have to have experienced all of those symptoms for at least six months. Mm-hmm. But like okay. experiences, if you experience it for six months, you can't control it, you're, you can get a diagnosis um, of anxiety. And they have so many different types of anxiety. Like you have generalized anxiety disorder, and then you have social anxiety, social phobia. All of, all of those are different uh, type of anxiety disorders. Um, it's just that you have to have those symptoms for at least six months, and then you're, you can you know, be diagnosed. With. All right. There's a secondary definition I kind of ran across uh, when it comes to anxiety. Um, I like to call it like a, you know, an urban definition or, you know, whatever. Right. But um, I read it as the fear of something happening that hasn't happened yet or may not ever happen. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's definitely true. Um, A lot of times people worry and worry about something that's probably going to happen, but it's never going to happen at all. Um, Mm -hmm. That's just, that's just, you know, human that's just how people are so mm-hmm. you know they may it could be something as simple as okay my mom could have been diagnosed with cancer and she could have died and then this person is constantly thinking oh i'm going to be diagnosed with cancer i'm going to be diagnosed with cancer i'm going to yeah. and it never happens but they're constantly mm-hmm. worrying about it to the point where they can't even control you know their thoughts and their emotions and so yeah i'm gonna go ahead and tell you man like the source of my anxiety it happened seven years ago uh when my daughter was born because i well six years ago almost seven yeah. seven in uh february on february 7th yeah, shout out shout out to, <laughs> to, to to the goat yeah uh but nah so like i you know my fear or my anxiety came from from their birth right so like i'm, I'm always in constant fear of like just things happening you know what i mean they them going to school getting bullied or you know uh Oh, just their well-being, you know, them going mm-hmm. outside and then somebody maybe, you know, driving through the parking lot too fast and, you know, maybe, you know, hit, hurting them, hitting them, whatever it is, like, all my anxiety comes from being a parent, you know, mm-hmm. like, I'm not anxious about anything else, you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. And even when, I, when, I, when I'm anxious about finances, it's, it's anxiety because sometimes I fear 
that I won't have them set up the way I want them set up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? From a financial standpoint in their lives, right? Later on. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, man, I think as parents, that's that's something that we need to, we need to dive into a little bit more too, man, because that constant worry is a form of anxiety. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and it yeah. may not be severe. You know, it may not be something that's like, you know, life, you know, completely life altering, but mm-hmm. it's something that we need to address and something that we need to go and get counseling and therapy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we need to fine tune it. So um, have you ever had like, you know, anxiety or, um, you know, any anxious feelings about, uh, I guess, from a, from a mother's standpoint? Oh, yes, definitely. I think all parents, if you care about your children, mm-hmm. um, they have the same type of feelings. We, we all, you know, parents, we all share that same type of anxiety. Um, it's just that when, you know, we just have to realize that as a parent, you can only do, you know, the best you can. And so mm-hmm. we can't control other people out there in the, in the world. Only thing that we can right. control is ourselves and, you know, our children to an extent, because, mm-hmm. you know, at some point we won't be able to control them either. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, once they're off and doing and they're grown and doing their own thing. So mm-hmm. um, I think all parents have that type of um, fear and worry. And like mm-hmm. I said, you know, those that actually care for their kids, because I know it's some parents that don't care, you know, at all. Mm-hmm. But um, for those parents, you know, we all share the same type of anxiety. And so, um, yeah, counseling, when it if it comes, you know, to be a bit extreme where you are, you know, have this excessive worry, you're not letting your child leave the house, you, you know, you're keeping them sheltered, you know, that type of thing, yeah, you need some type of counseling. Yeah, no, I ain't that bad, mm-hmm. but, <laughs> but I worry, though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I ain't but, that bad, but I do worry, though. No, definitely yeah. But no, the worrying, you know, it's, 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 it's among all parents. You're not the only person experiencing that. All of us on this call experience that because we're, we're all parents, so we know exactly you know, what you're talking about is just that, you know, we just have to realize that we can only control what we can and just to, you know, strive to just be the best parents that we can. And yeah. if you do the best that you can with your children, they're going to love you. They're going to, you're going to be That's like, the point I was just going to make. Yeah. <laughs> it's like kids, man. Like I think us as an, as adults and parents, like we kind of get wrapped up in, man, I got to have X, Y, and Z lineup for my child by the time they're 18 years old. But man the, the most of the kids gonna ask for you is just to try your best because they're gonna see they'll see the effort like you know mm-hmm. and, and and then like not being static as a parent as far as always learning always trying to improve as a parent you know day to day so that you can show them you know what i'm saying i may not be the best best but you know i'm trying you get what i'm saying exactly. and, and i'm not yeah, just man. sticking to the old norms especially in the black community of uh yep you know, doing X, Y, and Z, but just because that's what we grew up with, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, yeah. us on the show, man, we trying to do things differently in all aspects of life, and that's a major one, you know, parenting. And not to say that our parents are bad, but it's just, it's progression. Like, you know, we can't yeah. stay on that same wavelength if they, as they did and expect our the future, future generations to, you know, go even further. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It starts with us, so, okay. But, but, but I think, hold on oh, real ahead, quick, ahead, before, before you go on the depression, mm-hmm. I think that the pressure is different between people who come from families who have had a lack of, I'm going to just say it nicely, have had a lack of success from a Mm -hmm. financial standpoint versus someone who come from, you know, maybe, uh, and and it's not all about financials, but it's all about seeing where your family tree has, has come from. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, kind of seeing where it's going 
you know, after yeah. you. And, you know, I feel like when people are the anomaly in the family, um, or I guess the black sheep are the one that kind of see things differently. Mm-hmm. Like, like I, like I consider myself, um, I feel like it puts more anxiety, like it puts more pressure on you, which, you know, turns That's into more fact. anxiety because yeah. you feel like, if I don't do it, then who will? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I feel that way you too. Know, if if, if yeah. I don't break these generational curses, who will? Because you know, I see, you know, and, and I love my family. Don't don't I'm not, you know, yeah, you know, esting on my family in any way. But it's just a fact, man. Like, you know, I just see things different, you know, yep. than, than than the rest of my people, man. And um, you know, I, I sometimes I get that anxiety, that that constant worry about, okay, listen, if something happened to me, you know, I may if something happened to me, I feel like I really feel like. Um, you know, my family may be set back two, three generations because, mm-hmm. you know, it took this long for me to be born. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I mean, I, I feel like, you know, that type situation, man, could, could, could really, you know, bring on more anxiety, um, you know, on a person as well, man. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you are feeling like that, if, or if you are a person in that situation, man, uh, I definitely, you know, suggest you to, you know, just have somebody to talk to from the professional standpoint, man, because, mm-hmm. You know the guy I was seeing, man, he definitely helped me uh, a little bit with that, man. Kind of see things from a uh, from a different light, man. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, <clears throat> and so hopefully, you know, my experiences can, you know, benefit somebody else, man. So, yeah. so yeah, man. All right, so, go ahead, bro. All right. So the next thing we want to hit on, like you said, was depression. Uh, if you can give us like a brief definition of it, you know, from a professional standpoint. Yep. Uh, maybe different aspects of it, and what we could do to maybe, you know relieve that uh, or mitigate that as best we can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So depression, a lot of people are um, suffering from depression. Um, that's one of the most common diagnoses um, mm-hmm. in, 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 Amer- in America is depression. Um, basically, it's just it, it's, it's constant feelings of sadness, hopelessness. Um, you lose interest in, in activities that you used to enjoy. Um, some of the symptoms of depression, you know, of course, depressed, sad mood, you know, your loss of interest, interest, you can either significant, significantly um, lose weight, or you can gain weight, you can't mm-hmm. sleep, trouble sleeping, insomnia, you just feel worthless, you feel worthless to, to everyone, and you, you just, you can't concentrate, and so um, depression is, 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 is on the rise, especially um, you know, with this pandemic, it kind of spiked it to mm-hmm. a whole different uh, level now. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are suffering from depression and they are committing suicide uh, at higher rates than before since this pandemic has started. And so in order for a person to be diagnosed with depression, of course, you have to have um, all of you have to have at least five of the of the symptoms of depression. And it has mm-hmm. to at least last for two weeks straight. So every day you have at least five of those symptoms. You can be diagnosed mm. with depression, mm. and yeah, like I said, it's 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 one of it's the most common disorder um, in the mental health field. Depression and anxiety both uh, hand in hand. They are the most common uh, disorders in the world. And um, since this pandemic has started, it has gotten really really bad out here with people um, suffering from a depression depression and anxiety, and you know committing suicide because of it. Okay. okay. Oh. Go ahead. Go ahead, bro. Well, I was going to say, okay, so that defined it for us, and I appreciate that. Um, but I know, you know, number one thing we probably can do is go seek a specialist, you know what I'm saying? But are there other ways that, you know, we maybe could, I'm not going to say self-medicate, 
especially not like actual medicine but you know what what are some things or steps that we probably could take on a day-to-day basis to kind of alleviate you know maybe that depression or see things on a brighter side Mm -hmm. so some of the things that i try to tell people to deal with you know their depression is that you know you have to because depression is all of it's all mental it's all in your head Mm -hmm. it starts it starts in your mind so whatever you're thinking about that's gonna control how you behave in the world and so one of the things that i always tell people to try and do for themselves to kind of help themselves you need to meditate you know you have to meditate it's in in the morning if you meditate and kind of focus your mind the rest of your day you won't have those depressive thoughts and those depressive feelings um a lot of times in a black community what they tell us to do of course is go to church <laughs> you know <laughs> go to church <laughs> Listen, yeah. and i and i love the lord man i love god that's more yeah. than that answer yeah. They yeah. tell us to go to church, you know, and everything is going to be all right when you go to church. Go yeah, exactly. Good. Whole you know, time the, the pastor the, the suffering from depression and anxiety and all this yeah. other stuff. Boy, you you yeah. said a bar then, boy. Oh, my God. Yeah. But go yep. ahead, though. Go ahead, though. Go ahead. Yep. I'm but they tell, you, they tell you go to church. That's what the black community tell you. Um, But, no, you have to be able to deal with certain things on your own. Um, And going to church is only just one you know, aspect of trying to, you know, get out of that depressive state. Yeah. And so which I feel like it yeah. just gives you like a, you know, temporary high, temporary, you could say, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But once you back home alone, you know, you you're dealing with the same thing, you know. So and then of course, you know, people self-medicate by using drugs and alcohol, which is not um it's only a temporary fix yeah. as well. You're only gonna feel good, you know, for that moment. And then actually when you come down off that high, you actually gonna feel worse than you did before. Mm-hmm. And so um that's a lot, of, you know, a lot of people um, you know, they self-medicate that way to deal with their depression. Um, that's just across the board for every race, every culture. I was actually reading this, I might have been listening to, I don't remember, but I was consuming this information about how to stay focused. Mm-hmm. And I think and, and you can, you know, kind of, you know, yeah or nay this after I said, uh, but I feel like you can kind of use that same the same techniques that they were preaching in that whether it was a video or a script that i was reading or whatever um and i feel like if we apply that to anxiety and depression it could kind of help combat that right so all right let me tell you what it said so it said um reducing consumption of certain things could help you focus help you remain focused right so that means you know, um, cutting yourself off from social media, TV, um, you know, just consumption of things around you. Um, because when you consume stuff like that, it kind of makes you like naturally compare yourself to the things that you're consuming. Mm-hmm. Right. So that is when anxiety sets in. That's when depression sets in because you, you know, I feel like compression, not compression, depression, um, can sometimes come through, come through, um, you know, you comparing yourself to someone else's situation. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause now you feel like you're not doing good enough. Um, so do you think limiting consumption of like certain medias, whether it's social media, TV in general, um, news, whatever it is, like you said, meditating and just kind of saying, okay, look, I'm going to, I'm going to take a uh, two, three a week hiatus from, um, consuming this product. Do you think that'll help combat anxiety and depression? Definitely. Um, definitely people 
the social media, you know, it has Thank caused you. a lot of people. Ooh, I'm glad um, you said it. <laughs> <laughs> social media has caused a lot of people uh, to be depressed. People are not really strong in the mind. Mm -hmm. So they don't really understand that everything that they see on social media is just fake. <laughs> uh, everything on social media is fake. Um, nobody, like real. you know, nobody is telling you, nobody is, is broadcasting the things that they're going through on social media. Every, they're just broadcasting the, the, you know, perfect life, the, you know, the perfect side of things. But in our reality, you know, it's all of the stuff that is, is not true, you know. So, and what, I mean, you can't really, you just have to really be strong-minded um, and, and understand that social media is just what it is. It's just, you know, something for people to, you know, broadcast all the good things about themselves mm -hmm. and the good mm -hmm. things that they do. Um, and, you know, it's just so sad that most people can't really tell the difference between a social media life and then real life they can't you know see the right. difference in the two and so that's what causes people to you know constantly constantly try to keep up with other people and keep mm -hmm. up with what they're doing um because they think that they are witnessing something that's true and authentic but really it's not it's just some you know it's just what it's just something yeah. that they putting out there but it's i like real yeah, it's just a highlight reel. That's it. And so that, you know. What I'll say, though, it's, it's just an easy form of escapism. Like, mm -hmm. it's easy for you to go on here, scroll, 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 look at everybody, highlight reel. And, you know, it's like, man, I can, I could, I don't know how I can, I can, I can say it, but it's like, it, it helps you alleviate your day-to-day -day problems by looking at everybody else, you know, thing. And then I guess getting like a, negative aspiration towards it like okay well if they look happy doing this maybe i should try doing that you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. so i i think that's why it's 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 kind of easy to fall in that trap because i'm gonna be honest like i fall into that trap too so i have to monitor myself like and i'm like the biggest social media hater i, I know it's important far as like business wise but like i i can see like the flaw in it you know what i'm saying because i i go through it myself like i'll be on a scrolling man and start feeling uh like lower than what i actually am you know what i'm saying because i feel like i'm not keeping up with everybody else what they got going on what they have you know what i'm saying so once i really feel that uh in my heart man i was like i gotta put the phone down because you know what i'm saying because it's easy but to you know what though? fall into that rabbit hole man there's a way to combat that too though right and and, and it's something i do now um and because I was, bro, we all the same way, man. It's just natural. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We naturally compare ourselves in our situations to other people. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's just, it's just human nature. Um, so what you can do to combat that, man? Because I don't want to just come up here and say, all the, you know, give us, give y'all all these problems that we go through and without, you know, having some type solution, of way to combat yeah. it. Um, yeah, because I'm big on not only stating the problem but trying to find a solution mm -hmm. to fix that problem, right? So what I do and what helps me is I'll go through my timeline and I'll notice, you know the people who post stuff that ain't really privy to or ain't really uh it's not really pushing the narrative i'm trying to push in my life you know what i mean they're not posting positive positivity they're not posting things that i want to see uh on my timeline or things that i'm trying to change about myself like they, they're pushing the opposite so I, what i'll do is i'll just go and unfollow them we may stay friends on facebook or whatever but i have to unfollow you because i don't need to see that because it's all about what you consume your brain is going to react to what you consume because mm -hmm. We can't control our minds, but we can control what we what we consume. And if we consume all healthy material, 
it'll start to change the way we think, right? So mm-hmm. I just unfollow uh, everything that doesn't go along with, you know, what I want to think or, you know, how I want to think. Um, and, and I think that that could probably help, you know, other people out there who suffers from that, that, that same, um, you know, that same situation that you mentioned there. Okay. I agree. That's a bit. I agree. So next thing we want to get into was like stress, uh, which I know is going to kind of tie in with anxiety and depression. But is there like a a, a different different what's the word? <laughs> what's the uh, difference? <laughs> uh, di- di- differentiate. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I meant to say. Okay. Yeah, Something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what's you know what 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 makes stress different from like anxiety and depression? So when I hear the word stress, the first thing that kind of pops up in my mind is like PTSD, post traumatic stress disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. People, stress is just a part of life, okay? You know, you're going to feel stressed out, you know, from certain uh, situations and, and certain things that are going on in your life. Um, but just in order to tie stress into some type of disorder, the first thing I can think about is PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. Okay. And, you know, that's just that that's extreme stress, you know, that is so extreme that it's, disrupt, it's, it's, it's causing a disruption in your, your living, your daily living, um, habits. And so, um, and most of the time it is from some kind of traumatic event, uh, you know, something happened in your life. And so, you know, you develop this disorder, but stress, you know, stress is a, is a symptom of anxiety. Stress is a symptom of depression and, but, you know, but stress categorized in a, in a diagnosis will be, you know, PTSD. And so, um, some of the symptoms that you may experience uh, if you're diagnosed with something like PTSD is like, you know, having nightmares, having flashbacks, um, avoiding people, avoiding places, you know, where something traumatic may have happened to you at. Um, you have negative beliefs about yourself. Uh, you, you know, you're constantly fearing, worrying, feeling guilty. Um, and then you also, you know, some people that are really um, dealing with stress, they act out angrily, like they have anger outbursts mm-hmm. and they destructive. They can be very destructive, um, mm-hmm. you know, when they're dealing with um, different levels of stress and stuff. And so that's what, you know, kind of came to my mind when you mentioned uh, stress. And then, you know, of course, again, like in order to be diagnosed with, you know, like a stress disorder, like PTSD, you have to have, you know, been feeling that uncontrollable uh, stress for like at, at least a month you know, in order for, you know, them to say, okay, well, you can be diagnosed with PTSD or something like that. But that's what comes to my mind when I think about the word stress. Okay. Okay. So, and it's important that we, we talk to someone about things that we're stressed about, because I believe if I remember correctly, uh, stress is the um, number one cause for high blood pressure. Mm -hmm. Okay. So in the black community, high blood pressure is one of the most common things we have in our community, mm-hmm. right? Which which leads to you know all these you know heart failure and, and heart attacks and all this other stuff. So literally having somebody you know talking to someone at a professional or on a professional level could be the difference between you know you know you being here for a long time and you you know exiting life a little bit early, man. Mm-hmm. So I think we should definitely you know even if the things that we feel like we're stressed out about isn't you know, what we consider a big issue, 
uh, but it's big enough to cause that stress, right? We, we should talk to somebody about it. We should talk to someone like you about it because like I said, you know, it, it could be the difference between you being here, you know, 10 years versus 30, 40, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, it's definitely the leading, leading cause of, uh, of, you know, uh, high blood pressure and then, you know, heart conditions and all that stuff. So man, do yourself a favor, do your family a favor and, uh, go seek professional help. Yeah. All right. So panic attacks. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the thing about, you know, um, mental health and all this stuff it kind of all ties in together mm-hmm. um, i remember you saying something about a panic attack uh when we were talking uh, anxiety yeah. Yeah. um but can you can you can you explain what that is and then like what are yeah. the symptoms of it mm-hmm. so like with panic attacks that's just like in, intense anxiety so mm-hmm. panic attacks they're intense anxiety but they also have like physical sensations so mm-hmm. your heart is it's going to be beating fast you, you can't breathe shortness of breath dizziness you're trembling you got your muscles are you, you're experiencing like muscle tension and so mm-hmm. um that's you know of course you're experiencing a panic attack at that at that moment and of mm-hmm. course a panic attack is a symptom of anxiety and so and you know also stress too so you know people experience panic attacks all the time but the thing about panic attacks when you have one most of the time the people that have panic attacks they're not in any real danger at all and it's just Mm -hmm. only you know it's only in the mind yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. and so um like I was saying previously when I was talking about my claustrophobia so a lot of times I find myself you know in a in a tight area maybe I'm in a uh what the uh, elevator. The car, not not so much elevated, but what's the 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 things where you park your car? At, that's what they call those. You park your car in the um. Oh my god! You know it has. Oh, you talking about garage? Garage. Parking okay. garage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So I, I I have panic attacks when I'm in parking garages <laughs> mm, okay, <laughs> because that's okay. just, that's, just claust- that's just my claustrophobia. But I'm mm-hmm. not even in any real danger, you know. Exactly, like that's exactly. gonna happen to me. Yeah. But you, you know, in my mind, something is gonna happen. Like this part yeah. of the ride is gonna collapse, and I'm gonna be, you know, yeah, stuck so in I'm, it. I'm gonna be stuck or something. So that's just me having a panic attack, but I'm not even in any real danger at all. Yeah. So. And I want, I wonder where that stemmed from, like claustrophobia. You know, like what, like is that th- does that come from, like? Or- it, yeah, is it genetic or does it come from like genetic. something that happened in your past? Like, like how does that work? I researched it when I, you know, realized that I had it, and they told they said it is nothing genetically. They said that you know it could be something that you experienced as a child, something that you know caused you to feel this way. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I think about my childhood, I mean a lot of things happened in my childhood, but I can't really pinpoint something that happened that would ca- cause me to be claustrophobic. So. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's just what the research says. They say that, you know, it occurs from childhood, something happened. But um, okay. you know, in my case, I still don't know what happened, but I just know that I am. I mean, <laughs> person to person, yeah. yeah, based on your experiences. But I, I want to say I appreciate you, you know, how you going in depth with these different subtopics and like explaining, you know, the different symptoms, because I feel like uh people may be going through these things and like just brushing it off like, oh, well, that always happened when I go through this you know what i'm saying so mm-hmm. now hearing it from a professional it may be like well maybe i do need to go seek help you know hopefully and that's the point of the show as well um so with trauma um i i don't know if there's different things with like different categories of trauma or if you can give us like a brief like synopsis on 
what trauma is and things that can cause trauma? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so trauma is basically just it's, just, it's, it's an emotional response to something that has happened to you. And so, you know, it could be, you could have gotten in a car accident. It could have been, you were raped as a child. Um, it could have been a hurricane, a hurricane uh, came through your city and, you know, it was a, you know, traumatic event. Mm-hmm. So all of that is, is different parts of um, traumatic and, and they, they cause trauma for a person. And so, um, some of the symptoms, most of the time, like if you experience a traumatic event, at first you're just going to be shocked. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to be in a state of shock, you know, and, and some people even be in denial of, you know, the trauma that they may experience. So I know people, you know, they may have been raped as a child and, you know, at first, you know, they're shocked and then they start to get in denial, like, no, nah, that didn't really happen to me. You know, just they don't brush it off. You know, they, yeah. they brush it off. Um, but eventually that doesn't help. And then some of the symptoms that you have when you, you know, experience trauma, you have unpredictable emotions, you know, you mm-hmm. having flashbacks, you, all of your relationships are strained. Like you don't have any, you know, successful relationships. They're strained. Mm-hmm. You even have, some people even have physical symptoms, you know, they like, they experience headaches and, and nausea and all that type of stuff from trauma. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, different type of situations that can cause trauma is rape, you know, domestic violence, people that mm-hmm. um, have, you know, went through that um, illnesses, you know, severe illnesses or the death of a, a person, the death of a loved one can cause trauma. And even, you know, kids that witness their parents fighting and stuff, you know, that's traumatic for them as well. Exposure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, actually, I, cause I read I read I was talk, talking to Daryl about this uh, off record. Uh, yeah, because I read a passage from the same people that I got those numbers from earlier, mm-hmm. and it said exposure is a big reason that um, or is a big cause of uh, mental health issues in the black community because mm-hmm. of what we're exposed to. Maybe not in- directly inside our house, but it could be like directly outside. Yep. You know what I mean? Whether it's, uh, you know, being exposed to drug deals, uh, mm-hmm. violence, any type of crime, um, anything like that, man, it, it, it could lead to mental uh, issues or illnesses or whatever. Um, so yeah, I'm glad you, you know, you, you explained that a little bit. Um, okay. So how, how can trauma affect someone growing up? Right. Like, you know, we experience all, we experience all these things when we're younger and sometimes we don't even know we've Mm -hmm. been affected by trauma. Mm -hmm. Um, but we just know that our, you know, we don't respond to things in life later on the same as someone else would. Mm -hmm. So, uh, how could this affect someone growing up? Yeah. So children that experience trauma, um, as a child, like you said, a lot of times we don't really, because we're, because when you're a child, you, you know, you don't, you don't have the mind of an adult. So you don't lack really self-awareness. Under, yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't really understand certain things, mm-hmm. but growing up, you know, it can affect you. You can't, you'll have a hard time controlling your emotions. You know, when you get older, mm-hmm. you have a hard time. They, some kids, they mimic the same behaviors that they experienced, you know, that they saw as a child. So like, if my daddy was a drug dealer, I'm gonna be a drug dealer. My mama was a prostitute I'm gonna be a prostitute you know so they you know they mimic the same behaviors as you know whatever they saw when they were a child and then people that um experience trauma when they're a child most likely they suffer from depression anxiety when they get older and other Mm -hmm. mental disorders um some mental disorders yeah they are genetically um inherited from you know mother to child or parent to child so um 
some things are, some things aren't. But that type of trauma, all of that, it plays a part in people being diagnosed later on in life because of all of the um, trauma that they experienced growing up. Mm-hmm. Okay. So just a part B to that question, like how can you just say if you you're the person that went through the trauma and once you're older or an adult, you know, everyone around you can see that you may be suffering from that. But how can you get the self-awareness to know to to recall back what caused you to be having that uh, like reaction to present date? You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Most of the time, people don't realize it. They don't realize it until they start to go to therapy mm. um, because the therapist really opens that up for them, you know, because most people don't get it on their own. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if you are a person like me and you study, you know, human behavior and you went to school for this, of course, I don't have to, to, it's yeah. easy for me because I yeah. know, you know, I know to go back to my childhood and say, oh, you know what, this is, this mm-hmm. is probably, you know, but most people don't do that. They don't know to do that. And so really, they don't really realize it until they do go to therapy. And then that therapist kind of takes them back to their childhood and, you know, because in therapy, that's one of the things that they're going to ask you, you know, to explain, you know, how was your childhood? You know, how, how was it for you mm-hmm. growing up? They'll kind of yep. dig into. It's like one of the in. first questions I was asked. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. They're going to dig into your, they're going to dig into all of that mm-hmm. because most of the time that's where all of our problems stem from, you know, oh, 90% Brandon. of the time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that that's when they become aware of it. When, the, when when they go to therapy and then the therapist points it out to them because people don't just be aware of it like that. Mm. Mm, okay. I can give so, you a... Oh, go ahead, bro. No, go, go ahead, go ahead. I was about to say, I can give you kind of a telltale sign that I, I've done personally. Like, somebody may mention to me, like, oh, you had, like, this because of... This must happen to you when you were younger. And, like, as soon as they say it, like, my natural response is to be brash and, like, just pop off. But I feel like if we can get a self-awareness to know, like, well, if I reacted that way, it must be some truth behind it. You get what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, so we, we, we got to take and <clears throat> we got to listen to those that we're closest to. You feel what I'm saying? And, yeah. and especially if it's like I said, especially if it's those that are, you know, in our everyday circles, man. Mm-hmm. Like if you have more than one person who probably don't have anything, any type of connection, don't communicate, um, but telling you the same thing. You should probably listen, man. Um, mm-hmm. So that's that's another way to be self-aware about, uh, you know, things that you may potential potentially suffer from. You know what I mean? Um, so listen to those that, that are closest to us, man. And, um, you know, pay attention to, to those uh, repeated, like, you know, diagnoses. You know what I mean? Like by mm-hmm. others. Um, you know, we have to pay attention to that because, you know, you know, a lot of times there's truth in it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so. You know, we've talked about anxiety, depression, stress. Oh, I'm sure you suffer from stress, panic attacks, you know, uh, trauma and all that. Like, have you ever uh, experienced any of this stuff growing mm-hmm. up in life? Yeah. So um, I was I was definitely I definitely uh, experienced a lot of depression when I was, um, you know, pregnant with my daughter. And mm-hmm. so, you know, during that time. um yeah, I mean, I was, I was, you know, depressed, depressed. And, you know, of course, y'all have children. So, you know, you know, when you're 
of when a woman is pregnant, she goes through a lot of different, uh, mm-hmm. you know, changes. Oh. Without a, a lot of different, you know, it's, it's, it's a and, lot. And we got to have a conversation. We got we to gotta have an episode strictly about that. How, you know, yes. from the male perspective, how to deal with pregnant females and their emotions, mm-hmm. bro. Because mm-hmm. it's, super, it's, it's a super sensitive topic that we need mm-hmm. to uh, be way more sensitive toward. Mm-hmm. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. But, no, no, you're fine. Yeah, but um, you go through a lot, you know, when you are pregnant. And so... Mm-hmm. You know, um, depression is is one of the things that, you know, most women go through Um, when they're depressed is what I went through. And I I forgot to mention this uh, earlier when we was talking about depression, Mm -hmm. because it's it's two different types of depression. So, of course, you have situational depression. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what that basically means is that you depressed because of the situation that you're in. So, you know, Mm -hmm. you may be struggling financially. That's going to make you depressed, you know, that type but then you also have depression where people have a chemical imbalance in their brain. Mm-hmm. And so okay. that type of depression that. you can't control. And so it's not have because to medicate, the person, wouldn't you? Yeah, it's not because the person yeah, it's not because the person wants to be depressed, it's because they have a chem- chemical imbalance. So they don't have, you know, they're they don't have a choice but to be depressed. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, most of the time, you know, what helps that is just, you know, the medication that they give you. They give you medication, different type of medicines that um or for people that have that chemical imbalance in their brain that causes depression um mm-hmm. <clears throat> but those are the two types of depression so you know mine of course was more situational depression the situation that I was in you know while I was pregnant that caused my depression and so um yeah uh well I could argue with that though that uh you know I mean I'm not a woman I haven't been pregnant but I know like scientifically like women have different uh hormones and things that change as well so it could be a, a you know a chemical difference as well though yeah yep. yeah you yep that's that's very true because and and that comes into play of course when people when women are diagnosed with post um postpartum depression mm-hmm. now when you have postpartum depression you can't control it i can be i could have the most supportive partner and everything and i'm still depressed but it's mm-hmm. not because it's because of the uh, hormone, imbalance. Yeah, the horm- hormonal imbalance that we go through um, after pregnancy and stuff. And so, yeah, that I'm glad you brought that up because that's definitely true. Mm-hmm. Um, some women do experience and, and really a lot of women experience. It. It's just yeah. not talked. It's not talked about that much like it should be. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's definitely true. But, you know, how I was able to deal with it is, you know, basically because I am very strong minded and I had other people around me um <clears throat> that were very supportive um you know they made sure I was good and of course the bible god you know all that type of stuff you know that helps <clears throat> as well too but yeah I suffer from depression uh I haven't suffered from anything else I haven't you know ever experienced any symptoms of any other disorders that um I know of but depression yeah well, so with, 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 and let's go back to pregnancy a little bit, man. Um, mm-hmm. like you said, like if, if there's a chemical imbalance in your brain, obviously there's nothing you can do about it. But I feel like as partners, um, or as people in your circle, you know, I feel like we should have the education to know what not to do to make it worse. You feel mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. even if we can't make it better, we need to know things that we can do to not make it worse. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. or avoid things that can make it worse. Um, mm-hmm. so um, you know, that's something that we can discuss on another on, on another episode, man. Um, Upcoming series. How to, how to, like, definitely, definitely. How to, <laughs> how to, 
how to support, how to help support pregnant women. Um, yeah. Because now, nah, you know, I'm for me, man, I always, <laughs> I, my, my kids, mom, they, they'll tell you, like, I ain't let them do nothing. You know what I mean? Cause I was, yeah. I was overly like anxious about, okay, well, if she pick up this one bag, you know what I mean? It, it could do something to the baby. Yeah. But a lot of times, like you don't realize, like, well, I know from my, my son, man, like his mom, he, it, it kind of actually did more hurt to her than it, than it helped her. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like she felt like, you know, I was doing too much and I was just kind of <laughs> annoying her. You know what I mean? And yeah. um, so that's things like that. You know, it's like we, we trained like to, to think or do what's, what's socially acceptable. You know what I mean? Like from, from me, all I grew up knowing was, listen, if they pregnant, do everything for them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Don't let them lift a finger. And so, but that, that doesn't work for everybody. And that I mean, doesn't work for every pregnancy That's a part of well. knowing your partner and, uh, you know, getting to know them, you know, as y'all go along the same journey. So, you know, you have to kind of well, be fluid with that too. There's that. And then there's, it's a whole different person when they are pregnant, bro. I'm <laughs> because when she, True. when she not pregnant, she don't mind it. But when she was pregnant, bro, like, bro, don't do that for me. I, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm not a cripple. You know what I mean? I'm just pregnant. I guess you, you know made her feel even more uh, helpless, I guess. You know what I'm saying? If you yeah, yeah. get everything for her. And, yeah. she, so, and she was already pregnant, so she was limited on what she could do anyway. So, No, nah, definitely, yeah. definitely. But that's like I said, that's, that's a conversation for another episode. Uh, we can dive into that. What Good not so. to do to make <laughs> symptoms worse. Yeah. All right. So, listen, uh, I appreciate everything you've done. Um I do have one last question, though. Well, I guess, I guess we got two last questions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what resources would you recommend? I know you mentioned some earlier, but what resources would you recommend for someone who wants help uh, but they may not know where to look for that? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, you know, who may realize that they're going through something, you know, from a mental standpoint um, that they feel like, you know, isn't normal um, and they want to seek help for it. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what resources would you... And let uh, me add to that, too. To uh, someone that may want the help, but they're still, like, ashamed to actually go to a professional because you know they're still on the fence of am i crazy or is this normal you know what i'm saying so what what resource they could use maybe if they needed to be like uh discreet about it i guess if you could dive into that Mm, yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. so um if you're a person and you know you feel like you're experiencing uh, symptoms of a certain disorder and you want to know you know you know, where should I go from here? Like, you know, how should I seek help? The first thing I'm gonna tell you to do um, is of course, get out your phone and use Google to kind of put your symptoms in to see, you know, what it is that you may be experiencing, what disorder you may be experiencing. So that's the first thing that I'm gonna tell you to do. Um, And then I'm gonna tell you to, cause this is a conversation that I've had before with, people that have reached out to me that live in Swainsboro and they, you know, felt like they were suffering from a disorder, but they didn't know what to do. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, and what I shared with them is I told them that, of course, I live in Atlanta, you live in Swainsboro. So you can't, I can't, I can provide therapy to you, but I can't, you know? And so um, first thing I told them to do is, do their research in their communities. There's licensed therapists in Swainsboro right now. Mm-hmm. And most people probably don't even know mm-hmm. um, that they even have those down there, but they do. When I go to Swainsboro, I pass by the um, licensed therapist's office every day. Uh, and, and this is not specific to people in Swainsboro. This is all communities, all of it. Because we, uh, yeah. we, no, yeah, yeah, you know I mean, we, we global. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I'm saying, I don't know why I'm just 
Nah, that you good, you good, you good. Yeah, yeah. good. I mean, we gotta start with home first, but you know, definitely, we, yeah, definitely. we know you going Yeah, <laughs> y'all finna, y'all gonna blow up. Y'all gonna be out. Oh, speaking, speaking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> talk to us, talk to us, nice man. Yeah. <laughs> but no, no, no. This is for people in, in any type of uh, community, not just Swainsboro, but yeah, any, anybody in any type of community. Do your research in your community and and see what licensed therapists are there and available for you. That's mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's the first thing you need to do. And then, um, of course, you know, when you're researching this type of information, you got to know, you know, okay, well, you know, how is this funded? Like, you know, how, you know, how you going to pay for it and stuff. Um, Research that and go ahead and take that initiative to, you know, reach out to that person, let them know what's going on so that they can give you information because they're going to be more familiar with with whatever community you're in. Mm -hmm. And so I can't tell you i can't tell a person to hey go to uh this licensed therapist yeah she'll um you know she'll do it for you and she'll only uh charge you 30 dollars a session i can't say that but if you reach out to that person they'll know more about the resources that are available in whatever community you are in that way they'll be able to tell you exactly um you know the steps to take to get the help that you need and if you feel like you know you're on the edge of, I don't know if I need a therapist or not. There's tons of different resources on the internet that can help you um, with your uh, symptoms, just like a therapist can. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, I know. A survey, <clears throat> like surveys, right? Yeah. There's different apps and it's everything, man. Apps. Like, yeah. It's different websites. I know a website that's called therapistaid.com mm-hmm. and it has every different type of disorder you can be diagnosed with and it tells you how it can mm-hmm. how what you can do to help yourself if you have this type of diagnosis mm-hmm. so you can even go there you know and start okay. from there if you don't think that you know you want to go to therapy just yet you can start mm-hmm. there and then you know if that doesn't help then of course i'll say well then yeah go find a therapist you know somebody in your area um <clears throat> and then a lot of times what i tell people is when they come to me with, you know, a situation and they want therapy, a lot of times you have to choose therapists that you don't, you know, you don't really know them. Mm-hmm. I can't really like, say, for example, if you both came to me and you say, you know, I want to do therapy. What I'm going to tell you is that I can refer you to someone because because I already know you personal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Because I already know you, it kind of causes a a dual relationship. Mm -hmm. And then I can be like, I'll be sort of biased, you know, and I'm like, nah, you know, so it won't, it won't work out well. So that's, that's, I get that a lot with people, you know, that want, you know, therapy. And I'm like, well, you know, I'm not the best person for you, but I can refer you to somebody, um, you know, that'll help you and they'll be able to, cause they won't, they won't know you coming in and it'll, you know, kind of be a fresh start and you'll, you know, you'll be able to open up more about whatever you're going through. Okay. That's a bit. Uh, so what I was going to ask, uh, with you being licensed, do you have to be in a like professional setting in an office to help someone or can somebody reach out to you on social media? You can give them help, which I know, you know, that kind of be digging into your pockets. You know what I'm saying? If you gave them free help, but you know, can or can you do that professionally? Like just offer professional advice in, in the informal setting. So or references. Yeah. So I'm I'm going through the process of getting my licensure now. So I'm getting my hours. So 
So I'm I'm not licensed. I'm licensed, but not fully licensed yet. Okay. So what, so what that means is that when you graduate um, with your master's, they'll say you're an associate licensed uh, therapist until you get all of your hours, and then you're a fully licensed therapist. And okay. so that's that's where I'm at right now. But yes, no, you don't have to be. If you're licensed in the state of Georgia, I can provide therapy anywhere I want to provide therapy. Mm-hmm. It, okay, it doesn't have to be in an office. It doesn't have to, I can go to matter of fact, with what I do now, I don't do therapy in an office. I go to that client's home and I do the therapy. I go mm-hmm. to that house. Okay. So I go That's dope. That's dope. To the house, I do the therapy there and I leave. Um, I do therapy at McDonald's with, with clients. I do therapy at the park. <laughs> I do, you know, I do therapy That's anywhere. Dope. And so, no, they have different type of um, facilities that do outpatient therapy and they mm-hmm. do inpatient therapy. So my, where I work at is outpatient therapy. So I, I go out in the community and see my people out, you know, like I said, in the park, McDonald's, the house, wherever. Um, but if somebody reaches out to me on social media or something like that and they want to have a therapy session, I can do it. Um, but it's just that. I can't do it if I'm not doing it legally. So if okay. I say, yeah. That's, that's kind of what I was, uh, yeah. okay. But I, I, I'm glad that you broke that down as well, that you don't have to necessarily be in office to no. get a session. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Outpatient okay. care is probably, it, to me, it would seem like probably the most effective. More organic. Yeah, yeah. because, yeah. yeah. Because, you know, when you, I, I've been in offices, man, and, you know, I ain't gonna lie, like my my therapist, man, he'll tell you, man, it probably took me 10, 10 sessions to really start talking Open to him. You up. know what I mean? Yeah. And mm-hmm. so I felt like, you know, we could probably could have sped that up had he came to my house or just, you know, in an open setting. Um, so for me, man, like, and I know everybody's different, but for me, man, I think outpatient is probably the best. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just from a pure like feeling comfortable standpoint, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, all right, yeah. so listen, I'd be remiss if I ain't talk about wealth a little bit. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm big on wealth. I'm big on entrepreneurship yeah. and all we got, that. We got to touch on it a little bit. We got to touch on it. All right. So what's next for you? I already know you told me off camera, but tell the people, man, like, like, what, what do you have in your, you know, what do you have planned in your future? Like, what do you plan on doing with this degree once you, um, you know, finish your hours? I believe you have, you said 2,500 more to get? 2,400. 2,400 more to get. So what do you plan on doing uh, post 2,400 hours? Post 2400 hours, I'm about to take over the world. <laughs> I love it. Hey, I love it. Talk on here. Yeah, yeah I love yeah, it. Yeah. Let's get it. <laughs> so I plan to just, you know, I'm definitely open up my own private practice, of course. I'm definitely mm. doing that. Um, and I'm definitely going to still be working for um, different type of um, agencies, you know, providing therapy um, with them as well. So once, once I'm fully licensed, really, there's no limit you know, to what I'll be able to do. So I'll be able to, you know, provide therapy to anybody as long as they're in the state of Georgia. Because mm-hmm. I'll be licensed in the state of Georgia. It. So whether you in Swainsboro, you know, whether you in Augusta, Savannah, wherever you Bartow. at. Bartow. You know, Bartow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, shout out to Bartow, man. Shout out to Bartow. <laughs> I'll be able to provide, you know, therapy to anyone uh, yeah. through my, pra- you know, through private practice and stuff. Gotcha. And, um, you know, also, like I said, going to medical school, going ahead to be a psychiatrist so I can write my prescriptions for my clients. Mm, yeah, talking okay. heavy. Yeah. Talk to them nice, man. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that type of stuff. And, um, you know, just, you know what, I'm going to just say that. Cause I know 
that it's going it's, it's, it's to be a lot more stuff that I'm, I'm going to be doing, but I'm going to just let God go ahead and reveal that. Yeah. <laughs> but for now, that's, that's, that's what I'm going to be doing. That's I love it, doing. man. I love it. I love it, man. Listen, we all about setting goals, writing them down and achieving them, man. And um, that's what you have to do. You know, you have to talk about it. You know, you have to say it out loud uh, because the universe or God, you know, however you look at life, um, they need it. God knows all, but it, it's it's better if, it, if it's said out loud and you're starting to put put the work in to uh, achieve that, man. Actually, mm-hmm. we posted something on the page yesterday about that. So, yeah, definitely, man. Talk talk that talk, man. Talk mm-hmm. heavy and, uh, and go after it, man. I believe in you and I know you can do it. Um, and I can't wait until you there because we're gonna have you right back on the show, yeah. um, you know, right after. So Definitely. that's love. Yeah. That's All right. So doing. before we wrap it up, uh, just as a closing statement, what what words of advice or you know, kind of uplifting words you would have to our audience, you know, to kind of get them through what they may be going through at this moment mentally. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So some advice that I have for people, you know, if you're out there and you are experiencing any type of um, symptoms of a, of a mental disorder, just know that you are not alone. Um, understand that, understand that, you know, everybody is suffering from something, um, whether they say it or not, whether they act like they um, are suffering for, from something or not, they, everybody is suffering from something. So don't ever be ashamed or don't ever think that uh, just because you are <clears throat> experiencing something that mm-hmm. you are somewhat less of a person. That's not mm-hmm. true. Um, know and understand that it's people out there that are willing to help you. Um, you're not, <clears throat> you don't have to face any situation alone. The only time you have to face something alone is if you choose to. There's help out there for everyone um, in every aspect of their life. So <clears throat> whether it's physically, um, emotionally, mentally, financially, whatever you're going through, whatever situation that you're in, you're, there's help out there for you. All you have to do is, is ask for it and ask the right people and, you know, get connected with the, with the right, um, right individuals. But yeah, um, you know, if you're going through anything, Reach out, let someone know. Get the help, get the, get the therapy, get the counseling, um, and don't be ashamed. <clears throat> don't be ashamed. Um, you know, no matter what anyone may think or say, you have to live your own individual life and just know that uh, it is help there for you, and, for you. and things yeah. will always get better. Mm-hmm. Like the saying says, uh, "Time heals all wounds." That's true. <laughs> That's um, things will always get better in the long run. Know that. Mm-hmm. Mm, hey, well, listen, there you have it, man. Uh, Swainsboro's very own Elizabeth Frazier, aka mm-hmm. Liz, aka Bree. Wait, do you even go by Liz? Yeah, some people call me Liz. Oh, yeah. Okay, because I don't okay. put you on my phone as Liz, and I don't yeah. even know if that's <laughs> like a... Yeah, a lot of people right. call me Liz. Okay, okay, all right, cool, man. So listen, I appreciate you coming on. Um, and it means more when you... major episode right here. Definitely, much needed, yeah. much needed. And I feel like, man, to, to us, man, um, it means more when it's somebody from the city, man. Like, yeah. somebody from where we grew up at. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you became the... You know the mental health professional that you that you are now, and uh, you know I can't wait to see where you go from here, man. Um, so appreciate you for coming on. Uh, we love this interview, um, and like I said, man, them hometown interviews they just hit a little different. Man. <laughs> yeah, they definitely. just hit a little different, man. So that's love. I appreciate it. 
Mm-hmm. Hey, listen, take take those closing statements, man, and apply it to your life. Um, you know, she she dropped a lot of bars in this episode, man. So, um, you know, we all go through things. You know, um, I do. No one's perfect. I do. You know, so you know, do what you got to do to get the help you need, man. And uh, if you're not gonna do it for yourself, do it for the ones around you. You know, do it for your kids, do it for your brothers, your sisters, your parents, your you know, whoever it is. You know what I mean? Uncle Eddie up the street. Do it for that cat, <laughs> man. Um, and just be a better person, man. Yeah. Be a better person because the world. We'll be better if we have better people in it. People in it, you know what I mean. So there we have it, man. That's this is it. Uncharted Mind, man. Uh, great episode, one for the books. Uh, top of my list, definitely. Um, see y'all later, man. All right, we're signing off. Thank y'all. Thank y'all for the opportunity. Thank you.